welcome to the panic podcast. We panic because we have no fucking idea what we are doing. Hello and welcome to the Panic Podcast. I'm your host, Yars Revenge, and joining us today is a plethora of wonderful guests. Why don't you go around and introduce yourselves? I am Sliv. I am CEO, not CEO, but I'm going to call myself the CEO today of uh, the Panic Podcast. Hi, I'm Joseph Panicolo Sullivan, and I'm in Scary Wormhole People, and I run Eve Dublin. Uh, I'm Chesser. I'm with uh, Kuveki's Chosen slash Hydra slash Turn Left. <laughs> And jumping right in, we were talking about how people wear different masks uh, the other day, or yesterday rather, about how like some people can see you as, you know, a, a dick in game, or they can see you as a Reddit Spurg, and your real life personality is a lot different. I was trying to see what you guys felt about how, you know, people perceive you versus how you pe- perceive yourself as like a PvP or anything in game. I mean, obviously, it's different. The perception that at, at any point in your life, the perception, the real life or otherwise, the perception that you hold of yourself is not the same that other people will perceive you as. I mean, that's that's like the human condition. Id versus ego or something, yeah? Mm. I, I don't know about that. But Freud would be loving this combo. Uh, for sure, though. I think that mask statement, is it like Vitani did in his article about the different masks of Eve and stuff? Like, definitely, like, people do put on personas, though. Like, and, you know, everyone... <sighs> I think everybody, regardless of whether they try to or not, like you might be like, oh, I'm a big spy master, a big corp thief, or I'm a PvP guy. No matter how you try, even if you're like, oh, no, I just play this game for like casual fun or I'm really dedicated, it's going to be slightly different than your like real life behavior because you don't go around murdering people in real life. Most people don't anyway. You know, you don't amass giant like giant billions in real life, and you don't grind like people don't enjoy grinding their job to, to make money. Most people don't like you know the the boring monotony, but people will do it in Eve because they it's it's a a different reality and escape from life in some ways, like like all games are. So it's it's I think it's hard to avoid the like having a different persona in Eve than like your real life. Oh yeah, I mean it's we, when uh, we were talking with Cheshire, we were talking about how there's a lot of people that see him as a trainer and he just doesn't, he doesn't, at least he said he doesn't like to train people. It's just not something that he really enjoys doing or it's too, uh, what's the word? It gets too exhausting to be a trainer all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I think you guys said that, uh, this people see me as a teacher, which I think is wrong. Like I I put out, I paint in broad strokes. So like I put out videos that hypothetically, yeah, I guess you could learn a thing or two from them, but I don't go out of my way to, to train people because I think that uh, all of the people who I know who are very good pilots who I respect in Eve because of their you know because of their their abilities they 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 weren't trained they weren't spoon fed like they were I guess around the right kind of people in a good culture but like you're never going to become truly good at anything unless you do the work yourself like for example you don't you don't go to school to become a lawyer and someone someone you know helps you with your tests and reads you through all of these course situations no you got to go sit down behind like volumes and volumes and volumes of law and learn it yourself and do it i mean that and you get the biggest question oh you're a lawyer well how did you how did you do that i want to i want to be a lawyer i want to make money they always ask that end game question they don't ask you know the whole the whole route or the oh how did you how did you do that how did you make all this money yeah, I, I honestly think that it's so much easier than 
than what people think it is. Like, uh, I, I used to write a, a blog a long time ago about being like a little stealth bomber pilot, uh, solo stealth bomber pilot in wormhole and just basically like kind of terrorizing people. And uh, people liked it, I guess, from like, it's kind of like storytelling aspect, but I was a super newbie. Like I, I was playing Eve for like three weeks and just station trading to make you know a few hundred mil almost a bill before I went out and had the skills to make a stealth bomber. And I was just reading all the time when I was in station or doing something else. And I learned, I learned enough and I went out there and I started that blog and I was a hard newbie and everyone was like completely amazed. And I'm like, how, how are you completely amazed by this? Like, just I've read, read that shit. blog. Just read some shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We started a sort of mentor program. We call them trainers, but they mostly just kind of point you in the direction. And we did that from a perspective of a wormhole corp because some of the people who join us are not necessarily always very new to the game. They just can be very new to wormhole space and how it's very different to the rest of the game. Like not entirely, but like the, the culture can be and, and the fact that you have no local and you, you have to kind of go find stuff. So people sometimes need a bit of nudging, but that's what our guys do. We've like a little small team of like four or five guys and they, when new people join, we just get them kind of like acclimatized to some of the things we do in the corp. But I think I think a lot of corps will have that to some extent because otherwise people might be lost. Yeah. Yeah, like I think most of it comes down to experience. You know, just undock, do something, go out in space. You get that. You get it almost as a battle hardened. You kind of get experienced with it. I mean, even now, there's sometimes where, and we were talking about this. Um, <clears throat> you you get information overload even even after the years of experience there's just too much hitting you at one time and you have to just kind of go uh uh shit i'm fucked i have to yeah we also like not to lose wormholers down the chain you know the other question i had was how do you guys handle some kind of information overload like where's that breaking point for you now in your eve career where you start off as a newbie you're overwhelmed instantly how long i guess or where do you see that all right i'm getting a little there's too much on grid. There's too much coming at me. How do you how do you judge that now? Uh, I think when you're new, I think that it's a step by step process. Um, like everyone talks about the PVP shakes, and I remember when I was just you know my little old, little old hound or my little old purifier shooting at something that really can't hurt me, uh, and I had like total control of the engagement, and I knew for a fact there was no one around, but I would sell the PVP shakes, which is, is laughable to me now. Um, but it's it's experience. It's being there, staring at the elephant in the room, and still getting your shit done. Like it's all fine and well to, you know, sit and talk to your fleet mates about PvP, and it's all fine and well to sit on EFT and you know masturbate over your supposed DPS numbers. But being there, the experience, and kind of dealing with that environment is you will become more comfortable and you'll become better at it the more you're placed into that environment. So. People that claim to be good at PvP spend a, should spend a fucking lot of time PvPing where they don't get excited over anything and like they're really comfortable in that environment. And I think that that's where uh, a lot of people go off the rails with people claiming to be great at PvP, but then not really doing a lot of it or not understanding a lot of it. But because they played the game for a few years, you know, they think that they have the, you know, like the carte blanche when they are talking to their like young little new starry-eyed uh, recruits or whatever in their corp. Yeah, we've definitely seen that in our corp where like we've had people often people who come from large NoSec alliances and join us and they're good FCs or they've been in good big fleets and engagements. 
but not everything applies yeah because even if you're like a big giant like null block or like solve block lc uh, fc like you don't um that does like the mechanics aren't the same so maybe how, how we even our tactics are different so then sometimes they're like telling people like new people how you should behave like in a fleet or whatever it's like it's not quite the same environment so maybe we have to look at it a different way it's definitely interesting I just think that Eve is a unique game in the sense that there are there are no levels. Everything is arbitrary. Everything is subjective for the most part. There is there there is no you know quantitative data. It's very qualitative. Where how do how do you how do people know, for example, that uh, that Lucy Liu is a really really good pilot and he's like so good at being a solo game pilot? Well, it's because he releases you know first person videos of him doing that and like everyone can say yeah he's fucking good or like Suetonia or uh, TikTok, you know people that release video footage of them actually flying in incredible ways. But bar that, there's very, very little other way to objectively look at someone's flight, like like fighting and flying and say, yeah, that person knows what the fuck they're doing. They're very good. And a few people do that. And I think that that's where, where EVE is such an interesting game because you have these very interesting psychologies built up around someone's PDP prowess or understanding of EVE. And that ability to talk oneself up or to truly you don't know what you don't know taken to the nth degree inside of eve really creates a really interesting place to try to learn pvp or to listen to people talk about pvp i think it's uh creates kind of a, a cesspool where everything becomes clear as mud for a lot of new players and just a lot of players that don't have the pvp experience that you know some other the, people the personality cults can kind of muddle the water a little bit my other thought being let's say you at this point, like, uh, do you guys still get those shakes, whether it's, you know, small gang through wormholes, uh, anything with the AT? Because I know, Cheshire, you've had experience with that. Uh, yeah, I still get the shakes. Uh, definitely AT. Uh, no question. That's why I really liked it. Um, but also flying AT ships uh, also gives you the shakes a bit. Um, and I sometimes still get the shakes if uh, I'm doing, like, something real spicy, like where it's going to be, you know, skin of my teeth. Maybe, maybe maybe we can make it out. Maybe we can't. Or I'm gonna try and like make this burn or to to do something against a gang where you know the odds are real real bad. But potentially hypothetically, there's a way you can get out of it. I still get the shakes a little bit from that, and that's and that's still fun for me, which is why I do it. But like nowadays, those are rare to come by unless those situations are happening. So, but I, I still keep chasing it. I think that's why I like PvP and Eve because you can still get those feelings. I recently started doing being our solo facts because in wormhole you often can only bring one or two or three capitals so sometimes we'll bring a fight with like the only logi on grid we have is a fax and then and it'll be in a capital fight somewhere and i might be that only fax and then that's very interesting because the entire fleet rests upon the fact that i can rep them and you're just like oh god getting a bit wobbly here but it's it's sometimes victorious and sometimes not but it's it's definitely a new challenge i've presented myself now We've got some people on Alliance who'd absolutely love you, Joseph. They're exactly <laughs> the same. You're just like, oh, God, oh, God. That's a situation where you start getting a fleet formed up and you're saying, oh, we need a fax pilot. And the same few people are like, all right, I'll get in my fax. Yeah, yeah that's you can't rely too much on the same people, especially if you're going to sometimes like... There's sort of like the wormholer honor brawl. It's sort of a dumb idea, but it's like where, oh, well, we went and fought in your home last time, so you're going to fight in our home this time, kind of stuff like that. So sometimes that turns into like capital fights, because if you don't fight us, mean words will be said. <laughs>
and then it ends up with like everybody just like committing caps which always like ends up really fun but there's obviously a maximum limit of caps you can put through certain wormholes and then as a result it becomes a really strange thing where you know people bring caps for the sake of bring caps so that the fight is big but then it, it gets the stakes get you know immeasurably higher all of a sudden and then you know it gets really serious and then the pvp shakes can come in and it sort of snowballs out of control i'm guessing oh yeah it's always good fun though I mean, it is almost like chasing that last high. You know, you, I haven't had the PvP shakes in years, and then you get into something stupid, and you're just like, oh, God, this is going to be so stupid. Scouting is for casuals. The real pros crash gate with no idea what's on the other side because they like surprises like spiders and their drinks. So going back to mentioning Alliance Tournament and whatnot, I remember you mentioning that you had to drop out of being in the Alliance Tournament because of real-life commitments, Cheshire. Yeah. Do, do you feel you missed out on the opportunity to compete in the AT right up until the end, or do you, do you feel becoming a commentator for it as a result was a better path to go down? Uh, I think it was a better path to go down. Uh, just for for me, I don't mean for everyone, but for me, I think it was a better path to go down. Uh, just because I really like the AT. The, excuse me, the AT. I like being involved in it, and uh, you know, Eve is uh, or has been uh, a pretty big chunk of my like leisure time. Uh, over the past few years and it's it's uh it's unfortunate because i i i uh i guess move in a lot of circles where people really aren't hardcore gamers and those that do game that certainly don't play eve so uh you know a lot of people ask you know what do you do with yourself or you know if you want to say that you have interesting stories or i guess uh have have interesting life events saying that you were have, that, that you've been flown around to a few places in the world and stayed you know a number of weeks in iceland and have done these weird things with a video game. You know, people people can relate to that. People can say, "Oh, wow, that's really cool," or "Oh, hey, hey, can I can I see some pictures from your trip?" And it's very easy to introduce people to a hobby of mine without it coming across as, "Oh my fucking god, look at this turbo nerd! I need to run." It's very it's very chill. It's very cool, and I like that. Um, and I don't think I would have had that opportunity or the ability to to tell these great stories uh, or had the opportunities provided to me unless I would have you know, gotten lucky enough to be an AT commentator or to get involved with uh, the CCP situation in the way that I was, uh, in, in the way that I was. If like fan fest and stuff like Eve meets and stuff did the same for me where like, obviously I'm not involved in stuff like the AT and whatnot, but like, it's definitely something you can point at and say, look at this, this is like a holiday at Iceland, but this is like me meeting up with my spaceship nerd friends. And then and like people can like equate more than that than I sat in my room for five hours playing Eve, this thing that you don't really know about. Well, this also leads me on to a couple of questions I've got for you, Joe, specifically. Obviously, you organize Eve Dublin, and you have been for a good few years now. What would you say the most important things you've got to take into account when organizing any kind of meeting of Eve players? Really, I suppose that you, you need to just kind of want to make it fun for everybody, but you have to manage expectations. Like sometimes you can put an event and there could be like 20 people show up, or sometimes there could be 60 people. But you, you're never really going to know until you actually run the event. So if you're going to do it, don't don't go nuts and plan something that's like super crazy costly at first because you, you want to make it fun, but there's no point making it fun at like at, at some ridiculously over-organized event and then people don't appreciate it. People appreciate the simple things, you know, just like meeting up and talking about Eve stuff. So they, like every little meet has their own hook, but there's definitely things that you can do that nobody else does, but you don't have to like make yourself have so different from every other evening i know what you mean yeah what what gave you the idea to kind of get into i'm just gonna make a meetup let's see what happens like what what kind of was your motivator with that 
two things. One, I'd been to other Eve meets because my CEO and one of the directors in my corp ran Eve meets already. So Eve Northeast and Eve Glasgow ran by people in my corp. And two, there was an existing Irish meet that existed way, way back, but had kind of disappeared. So I'd heard about it and I'd been to FanFest at that stage. So I said, wait a minute, we can do this too. It can't be that hard to get a bunch of nerds together. Turns out it was kind of difficult. <laughs> but it, I, I just wanted to do it because it's just a really mad social gathering. So I, I just thought, sure, why can't we do it? Because other people, you know, other people can do it. It can't be that hard. Because one of the things I'm, uh, I've am i got in my head is, obviously, there's no fan fest next year. Uh, does, does that affect how you're going to run EVE Dublin? Or are you, gonna, are you planning something bigger because there's no fan fest, for example? I probably have to be more careful with my dates because at the moment, a couple of the bigger EVE meet organizers, like, they all chat amongst themselves and of the ones that's like a paid ticket event mine is the like the smallest level of the one so it's less least people attend mine but it's always growing but definitely like you have to kind of make sure that you're not going to conflict with like Amsterdam or you know, Nottingham or London the ones that like more people have heard of and go to but now that there's like six very large probably evenly spaced eve meets around the whole year like you have to make sure like there's no point me running an eve meet like the same week that like eve fan fest london is on because that would just be like torpedoing my event so i just have to consider that because also it's possible that ccp spends all of like a hundred percent of their time just organizing their meets so maybe or maybe i don't know i haven't, I haven't discussed it yet with them but maybe maybe their publicity support dries up a bit who, who knows how it's going to evolve you know we'll see well, think, well, thinking further on the not being a fan, they're not being a fan fest next year. Um, what do we reckon is going to happen instead? Do we reckon one of the other events is going to step up and kind of be the unofficial new fan fest of the year, or are they are they just going to behave as normal? Do we think? I think the Eve uh, Easterdam guys and the G Fleet guys, they're always kind of competing for like who has the biggest because they're both massive events. Definitely Eve Nottingham because Nash is like you know. Uh, a very competitive person with these things as well. So it'll be interesting because they're all going to try to one-up each other, I think. So it, it'll be good because the, the more stuff that happens at Eve meets, the more people go to them and just people talk about spaceships. Is, you know, That's always fun. Damps are useless. Do not use them. They are a trick organized by Test Alliance to make them great like America. Fuck faxes? Oh, God, fuck faxes. <laughs> Faxes are OP in wormhole space, by the way. I can only imagine the horse shit. They're I don't get OP out there in as much space. as... Yeah, I don't get out into wormholes as much as I'd like to. Um, but yeah, they're fucking... At least from, can... from our perspective, they're a nuisance at... at... I just can't. My understanding, though, is you can, like, dread bomb or, like, super bomb them, though, surely, like, in, in like, null, yeah? Can you not just outcapital them with like big piles of giant ships that would big gun? I, I mean, you can, but it's just cap fights are so boring to me. I just don't enjoy like I do them um, because I'm an FC, but I don't enjoy. I like skirmishes. I like dogfights. Interceptors are my game. That's all I want to do. But I just want to be able to kill them with like 20 dudes and not have to fucking commit caps and a dread bomb for something like that. Our approach on normal space is bring five Balgorns because that thing is not going down till you suck it dry. But the problem then is if you have like enough cap injectors, you're like cap inject, run in, vuln, run boost, cap inject, run in, vuln, run boost. And then like that, that makes it incredibly difficult to kill. So it's like proper skill testing mechanics. 
one of the things that I ha- I see issues with um, with faxes is dread bombing and super bombing them. It's definitely where you can get rid of them, but not everyone can do that. And say say for example, if we engaged a fax and dropped like I don't know half a dozen dreads on it, that would kill it. But then there's other entities like Snuffed Out and sort of No Handlebars and other big entities that have a lot more capitals than smaller groups do who also would then counter drop. And that's an issue that I think everyone would have. There's always a bigger fish in the sea. So I think we should remove caps from the game and force everyone to smuggling. I think CCP doesn't want to listen to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely scaling them with um, the engagement they're involved in would be nice. Or if there was, I, mean, I keep saying this, a battleship logy, that would be good. But again, I, I personally, you know, I know you're jokingly tongue in cheek that everything should be small gang. We should remove caps. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. What I do think is that caps are way overtuned. Uh, so one of two things needs to happen: either one, you need to roll back caps big time, or in super caps. I'll throw that. They are definitely in there, which people I think are going to hate. Or two. You need to create a class between a battleship and a fucking carrier. I mean, if you look at how much EHP you can really push out of a battleship and the numbers that you can get out of a battleship, like even a pirate battleship, like the one of the tankiest, most DPS efficient battleships out there is a rattlesnake, right? That thing's maybe 200k EHP, maybe it's got a, it's got like a nice tank and it does maybe 1500 DPS for five billion, four billion isk with the pod in there, and it's not insurable. And a carrier, which is insurable, blows that out of the water in every single aspect. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's no in between. There is no like super battleship. I don't mean marauders. I mean there is no class between capital and battleship. And there needs to be something there to, 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 to not, not make the gap so fucking wide. Because right now it's like the goddamn ocean. So either shrink the ocean or make a, a bigger boat to cross the ocean, and that would make it better. So something along the lines of almost like a light carrier, which isn't quite a capital, but it's not quite a battleship. Right. I mean, light capital, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't care what it is, but right now, the, as the way things stand, small gang and null and roaming, small roaming groups get completely shit on by the capital assets. And Absolutely. I don't, and, and I'm so fucking tired of people telling me, well, you're in our space, so X, Y, and Z. And I'm like okay, well, if you want to kill the game and keep the game more stagnant than it is, then we'll go with that logic. Or, well, it's a capital ship chesser. It has these abilities. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it's called. It could be called the big dickus shippus. And I don't give a shit what its abilities are, quote, supposed to be. It's a fucking game. And if the game isn't engaging, then people still wanting to play it or create content are going to go down the drain. We have that problem when we do null rooms out of any wormhole at all. That like we have like very quick hit and run doctrines or gilas and such. And the idea is that like you go out and you tackle something because and you have to kill it quick because if you don't kill it quick and you're in certain areas of space, you're going to get super blobbed. And that's like we've built an entire doctrine, two doctrines around it, and the idea that you need to be able to get out quicker than the supers can get on top of you because that's happened to us so many times where we just get like carrier or super blobbed, less, less dreads, but more carriers and super blobbed onto like a subcap fleet, just as like as a big kind of fuck you, get out of our space. Like rather than like they want to fight us, they just want to like go back to farming or something. So they just drop like the hammer in order to get rid of us as quick as possible. That's definitely like, there needs to be some balance between those, all right. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I love how on the one hand people say that, you know, Eve is such a challenging and deep game, but on the other hand, in some some aspects, it's it's really not, you know, like I, I would like if a capital ship were, were truly to be a capital ship, I would like to think of them as assets like a fucking aircraft carrier. And you don't see the United States military dropping a fucking aircraft carrier on Somali pirates. You certainly don't see them just having them float around close to like contested water in 
China or you know near Russia because they'll get fucking wrecked uh, by fairly in, inexpensive uh, you know things. And it's unfortunate that it doesn't carry over to Eve. Uh, at least that aspect or something. It's really unfortunate because I think that a lot of Eve could be improved overall if it could be shown or hyped up by anyone that you know five to ten guys is all you need to make big changes to have a lot of fun and to do good shit. And Eve is can it can be very fast paced and very intense, not the spreadsheety bullshit. And it's unfortunate. I think they that... tried. They tried with the capital, the gun rebalance on the dreads to make the tracking worse. Like they did try a little bit to make them less like so happy. Oh. It wasn't oh. good enough. I think oh, they should nerf no. the shit out of the tracking way more. To be honest, uh, there was a video posted recently about a guy dropping this fucking phoenix in the middle of like a thirty or forty man gang. That's a lot, yeah. And, okay, and just wiping them off the field, just one after another after another. It's sort of a disgusting, like passive phoenix face with like two ASBs. No, it, no, it was it was it was active. It was it was active. Oh. But like, I I posted it in that thread, and I'm just like, this is everything that is wrong with Eve. Like this guy is managing three buttons on a ship that isn't even moving. And I mean, yes, the people who were fighting were incompetent because they were ramming him. But regardless, just volleying people through and easily tanking this like 30 to 40 man gang, no sweat. And then people counter by saying, oh well. The Phoenix and its booster and everything is like three or four billion, so you should expect that. And I want to go up to these people and just slap them and go, that's what's inside my pod, four billion esque. And I assure you, I cannot do that to a 40 man gang. Have and you it's not, not seen, insurable. Have you not seen the Phoenix, though, that's like five billion for the hull, does not require implants, and has just passive resist mods and just two extra capital ASBs and tanks like 100,000 DPS? Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just stupid. Like, five billion esque isn't really that much also considering the fact that the phoenix hull itself is t1 so it's very insurable you know if you put that on a faction battleship and a lot because of the insurance comes from the mats yeah and it's like right, right. And a, lot a lot of that goes into it well yeah yeah a lot of faction battleships that uh, we fly out of our hole to fight the the capital menace you can't insure that shit at all you know so yeah i uh it's just like a, it's just banging your head against the wall it's pointless but it's so sad i think one of the the issues with capsules is uh, in any kind of science fiction or any kind of other environment, you always imagine capital ships as your really heavy assets, as you said, Chessa, of they move very slowly and like they're, they're almost an oncoming storm. You can see them in the distance, but they don't, they can't catch you if you're fast enough or if you're agile enough. You can go under their guns and you know they just need to be. They need to have weakness. They need to have some kind of weakness because as it stands right now, each capital ship is their tank is outrageous. If you're in a five to ten man gang, it takes you a long time to kill a rogue wall. In fact, it's near nigh impossible, and people can fucking get to you in time easily. And a carrier, a well fit carrier as, as well, can tank very hard a ten man gang, a legitimate ten man roaming gang. I'm not talking about ten fuckers in Abaddon's. You can't roam in that, really. Yeah. We had a rogue pilot get tackled, and he sat there like this in Wormhole, so no sinos, and nobody coming to his backup, and we were all logged off because it was four o'clock in the morning, and nobody was awake. And he just tanked friendly Rourke, tanked through to downtime because he just had to 12 billion fit on it. That's a wormhole Rourke. But the fact is that, like, it is possible to tank a Rourke better than a Fax. And you're just like, oh, oh, yeah, Rourke is stupid as fuck. It's just, it's really, it's really sad because I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at PvP. And I know that a lot of people that I fly with are some of the best pilots in the game. And, like, we struggle really hard to fight outnumbered sometimes not not all the time but like a lot of the fights we take it's, it's it's a struggle you know we're like the the chatter back and forth is really fast and like it's very much on the edge flying 
you're in a fucking capital. One man suddenly, someone who I don't really consider one person in one ship to be any threat to me, really ever, is now able to completely neutralize my entire seven-man gang of multiple AT pilots and AT winners. Like, what? What? I did like the fact that the <laughs> Citadel changes at least changed their like docking. People used to undock Archons and just rep. Like if you engage someone on an outpost. Oh god. Yeah. yeah Citadels. Citadels, yeah. man. Like. <laughs> no. Even. No, but no, it's not. Uh, I mean. Hi, this is Lady Scarlet from NC. We can't answer your bat phone right now. I'm washing my ship at the moment, but feel free to hit extension 69 and ask for Grass Hulkin, my secretary, for future assistance. Thank you. This is the looking ahead to the Into the Abyss expansion and what we feel about that, specifically in the framing of, as Eve Onion says it, uh, Into the Abyss is where Eve is being turned into a Dungeons and Dragons game. How do we all feel about that? Uh, I think that a lot of hyperbole and typical spurging and foaming at the mouth from uh, rather uneducated and easily led by the nose and emotional player base is occurring like it does for 99% of the other changes in this game. I mean, that's I actually, can't. That's actually the perfect, that's the perfect sound effect for all of it. Right there. I, I think like, people didn't believe that CCP would iterate on it before release. People thought, oh God, CCP's put out these numbers. They're total garbage. They're never going to listen to us. This is going to be shit. And then actually they were like, well, we listened and now we're, we're not doing the prop mods as bad as you thought we were, that the bonuses are left. And I think that's good. I mean, I think it's just people speculating on something, and I, I don't have an opinion in either direction. It's like, all right, cool, more PvE content when I'm bored. I could fuck things up and trash a bunch of my current modules, maybe make a ship slightly better, but I can't, I can't decide either way if I like it or hate it because it's not out yet. Like, it's just an adapt or die kind of situation. It's not. I don't think it's going to imbalance the game and make things fucking ridiculous. It's no, I, I really, I really laugh at people that. Let's say that, like I said, there are maybe fringe cases of maybe very few ships with like a really good role where, yeah, I can get pretty stupid. But at the end of the day, those modules are, and again, I'm just speaking out of my ass because no one knows the roll rate. The the chances of it happening are minimal. And like officer mods today, yet while yes, a Toby Webb Balgorn is amazing. How many Toby Webb Balgorns do you see outside of the AT? The answer is zero, because the the cost just doesn't justify. It just does not. And the other argument being like, oh well. Now, you know, some guy could have 5% longer web range or 5% more MDG speed, and, and you can't account for that factor. You can't calculate it. And I just want to ask these people, listen, if you're winning or losing fights based on a 5% MDG speed, then, I mean, I guess you're the 0.001% of EVE, and you really don't matter because small numbers of players aren't aren't a huge deal to CCP. It's the overall picture. And personally, I think that any content that CCP can put out that can entice people to log on to the game, even if it's for 10 to 15 minutes, and do a dungeon, an instance dungeon, to get them in space is better than the alternative of them not logging in. And I also think that it's also good for EVE to try and find a way, any way, to break up the monotony and shit that PvE is in this game. And hopefully, if they can do that, get more people actually willing to stay in the game and want to play the game. Because the one thing that EVE needs more than anything is subscribers, not a further down the rabbit hole niche type of gameplay. Agreed. And particularly looking at it and having tried it myself on Singularity, 
these instances are that they're, they're, they're really weird, but they're a good kind of weird. Like I went in with a standard Rattingish style that I used to use in Nullsec, thinking that'd be a, a good baseline to see how it did. And I died near the end of the third room and I, I got completely destroyed. That last battleship drone completely ruined me. And it's really interesting. Afterwards, I looked at the different stats and I realized that each filament you use puts you in a different instance with different effects that will either boost your shields or uh, hamper them, boost your armor or mess your signature up. And it's really interesting that these dungeons are going to be quite random. So there's not just going to be a cookie cutter fit that you just get off Reddit, use, and then you can make money you know, without having to pay attention. It feels like you're really going to have to be able to adapt to these um, these instances and kind of change your ship fitting or even what ship you're using depending what filament you have. And that's a really interesting dynamic kind of PvE, I think. Yeah, I do think that's good. Having procedural generation or a, 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 a something like that is, I think, a positive thing for EVE. I saw a great, uh, CSP Red Dawn did a great presentation on this for an hour at Evesterdam where he talks about like the difficulty of making like engaging PVP or PVE content using the old method of like, let's design a site and this site has these amount of rooms and we have to manually place these buildings and there's always these amount of things in every wave and it's just so monotonous even for them to design. And he just spent an hour talking about how like they made new tools to do this sort of procedural stuff and we're going to start seeing more and more content content like this and actually like even instance or not that's a fantastic way to do sites because like you said the monotony part like any site i've ever ran in pv it's like exactly the same every single time and missions are exactly the same every time it's like at some point you're just like you know what i'm i'm, I'm bored give give me something different mm -hmm. like games other games like uh path of exile diablo uh maybe not diablo um, like Grim Dawn, there's there's a lot of different things where end game PVE becomes instant. It, it give instance, so it gives you some kind of reason to come back. It gives you a little bit of a difficulty thing to do something different. Uh, the one problem with Eve is it becomes stagnant. Everything is the same. There's no okay. I mean, incursions and high sec, ridiculous, ridiculously fucking safe, which is the first problem. But the other problem being, they're all the same, and you can literally map out and and plan your course because the room is always the same like it's it, it's i think it's ridiculous it, it kills the replayability of pve content and people just get bored and say fuck it i'm gonna do something else yeah they said their plan is just to keep making more procedural stuff until people just stop running the old stuff and they eventually just get rid of the old stuff like the really really bad like crappy missions and stuff by just replacing it like the way they do with like project discovery or you know any of these new event sites where they just they just add new varieties of stuff and eventually you just kind of forget that the old stuff is there and then you just pull it away when you're not looking and the thing with that is that's really nice because I know people are going to complain and say, oh, but I like doing missions where I know what's going to happen because it's really good to earn money. But that's not fun and engaging gameplay. That's not the kind of stuff that people go, oh, Eve, that looks like a good game. I'm going to get in on that for repetitive missions that there's just the exact same every single time. People want the exciting procedurally generated random stuff. They, a lot of people, you know, a few people may hate it at first and say, oh, I can't earn my money. Grr. But in all, in all honesty, it's going to be a much more engaging and much more enjoyable experience for the community as a whole, I think. The Imagine only... like super easy mm. missions, but procedurally generated, like like level one missions procedurally generated. Mm. That'd be great. I don't really agree with that because I think that if if they remove all missions and make them all basically like a re random map generated thing, there's no mission learning to get into this. So killing all of them, and also the other point being, it might not be fun to you, but some people might like might like that repetitive. I always know what to expect. Maybe well, drop the isk values to it. 
give it a little, make it more of like a training course to get into the high-end, really difficult PvE rather than throwing them into the high-end shit and they go, I can't fucking do, this is ridiculous, this is too difficult, I'm quitting this game. I mean, one thing which is uh, potentially a good thought is instead of having, like, having it completely random all the time, have a certain theme. So for example, if you're doing early uh, low-level missions, they follow a certain theme and the NPCs in it will be usually a consistent group but the behavior will be a bit different and it won't be the same every single time. And there might be a few things that are a bit surprising. So you're still learning how the missions work and you're still knowing roughly what to expect, like what kind of damage to expect, things like that. But it's not just, oh, they will always aggress your um, ships, your drones can do whatever they want. You know, things like when they switched the AI to the sleeper AI, which was switching between targets, that was a really good change because it meant that you couldn't do missions as groups for high level stuff by sending in a really tanky ship first getting aggro and then everyone else comes in and just glass cannons you well, can't do that anymore yeah but sleeper missions are farmed left leftwards backwards and forwards no problem using alternate mechanics so like at the end of the day if there's any remote kind of rote gameplay it will be figured out and farmed easily so i mean maybe procedural generation can be fixed but i am very confident that very quickly there will be a uh, a catch-all ship that can run all of the abyssal sites pretty nicely and that's not necessarily a bad thing but Healers are working pretty good at them at the moment by the looks of it yeah healers probably are not bad but i mean at the end of the day if it stops people from being able to maybe doing it all 100 percent passively from botting that's nice my my only concerns regarding all of the abyssal dead spaces i absolutely hate the fact that they can be opened in high sec and i hate the fact that at least last i've heard i don't know if this is still true but i heard that they can still be opened on citadel grid uh, those two factors alone really bother me. Um, but, I think they're you know, changing what are you gonna the do? grid mechanic with citadels because sure, you could use the weapons as a citadel to defend those space around it. I think oh, they're yeah. changing that. I, I oh, think there's nice. talk about that, yeah, because sure, that is rubbish. Sure, you just put on the PDS and then just like save yourself anytime anyone comes to the Rumors yeah. I heard were that, that you wouldn't be able to open them within a thousand kilometers of a citadel, so you'd be off you'd be off grid with the citadel, but still on grid, if that makes sense. You'd be out of weapons uh, range. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're out of weapons range, but it's really easy for someone just to, you know, undock and warp to you on almost instantly in like a big ship. That's whatever, true. Whatever it may be. I, I agree, kind of but because you can do like an insta undock of it, like fly to your, or warp to your insta undock and then open it. I mean, I, you know? I do see that, but I also see, am I really going to send uh, a massive fleet to defend a, a, a single fucking cruiser from getting no, no, no. You just You just have like a constant, like, oh, if you want to go run abyssal sites, here's where everyone else is doing them. Uh, okay. So Too large You know what I mean? So like, yeah. you just have this like like field of abyssal sites where everyone is, and then there you go. People do it already with like rock mining by having like a constant Sino network up just in case someone comes. If you leave the game for this, good, this remember to give all of your stuff to panic. They will look after it for you. Or something oh, similar. yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just currently the way that Eve is played right now. It's so stupidly safe. Uh, and anywhere you go, um, a local uh, capital mechanics, uh, you name it, it's outrageous. I mean, I've seen there was a there was a really good thread um tiktok had released about marauders and most people not understanding hey you don't sit there and anchor all the time you don't have to they're actually really good they're very mobile you could do a lot of shit with them and everybody the comment chain was just no they're fucking they're useless they're shit you, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about it's like i mean he's got some experience with it some other guys have experience with it um do you guys have experience no no no, no but they're fucking shit like i mean could you do some research a little bit? There's an awful lot of good Marauder PvP videos out there. Like, there's proof that these things can be used. 
they're fantastic. I mean, until until you enter uh, siege or whatever bastion. Yeah. <laughs> and you're they drop a cap on you, and you're moving zero ms. So. <laughs> and you're anchored in space. I mean, outside of that, like, I've seen a lot of stuff where not even using the ba having the bastion module if you need it need it, but using them as as a mobile MJD dunking battleship platform. Um, there's a lot of really interesting things I've seen done with them. Just not enough people use them for the, the price tag. Oh, yeah. I mean, the price tag is outrageous, considering you can get close to the same performance out of other Battleship Hulk, yeah. which also don't have to go to moving zero MS to get the full the full benefit of them. Yeah. I like being able to move in a fight. It's very helpful. Indeed. Indeed. Would it be interesting as, like, uh, like, like we're talking about balancing capitals, if you were to make sort of like a bastion module but sort of like a mini siege for let's say marauders but you could use that or bastion one of the modules but not the other but then it would not make you mobile but just like a small weapons damage to make it like 2000 dps or something like that so turn uh like into a babby dreadnought basically yeah like a capital killer type thing but not a mobile it would be kind of cool because marauders need a bit of love at the moment I don't think them as mini dreads is is a good niche. I think they originally brought them to the Eve line as a PVE boat, and people are just nice. like, "Oh, let's do PvP with this and see what happens." Yeah, I I mean, there's there's a lot of things that you can do, <laughs> but who knows? All right then, let's see what we have in the inbox today. Oh boy, local has been exciting lately. So much salt, so much love. Without further delay, let's get this rusty truck of weaponized autism on the road. Sliff, who did you troll so hard that your account got hacked? Is it gay to have sex with your old clone, or is it just masturbation? Both, with an incest bonus. Also, necrophilia. You'd probably want to let it thaw a bit first though. I hate everyone in this corp. Gal mill using Kaldari ships. Fucking heathens. Would we have one if I had logged in? Asking for a friend. And that friend has crippling depression. No one wins when you log in, Chevis. The best post from this shitgasm. Good news, everyone. After many moons, Elo has returned to Eve Online. What was your Eve moment? Jumped into Amamaki, saw Jebi roleplaying, realized this game was full of autistic people and I'd fit in well. Make it so when Marauders enter Bastion mode they are immune to all types of fighters. Someone watched a reload video and was inspired. Am I the only one hearing Little B in the BB Rixa song? Dude, how high are you and what do sounds taste like? Can confirm full chest of hair and manliest beard. Torpedoes are just testosterone in missile form. You don't explode ships with them. You turn boys into men, which causes them to emerge from their ships as a new person. Clearly the beta less Mondays and Tuesdays are not enough for the innard crabs. Less than 15 mil Marshall fits LMAO. F in chat for GOTG stuck in that crusty greasy tissue citadel with Mambo number 5 on loop and non-stop strobe lights. Lol, you quit. Just because of one guy who tried to tell you what to do. Snowflake march. That is super insensitive to the player base. We call them care bears here. That's all for now folks. Tune in next time for more salt and pepper from the world of low sec. Oh and before I forget, panic is recruiting, like dreaded, except we aren't massive sellouts.
I really yes. enjoyed Biggest Ship is Thickest, FYI. <laughs> that was Biggest awesome, and I was trying not to giggle. <laughs> I'm like, it's called Avatar, bro. Everybody laying dead on the summit or towards the summit of Mount Everest was once a very motivated person. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a little bit too brutal. My, my no, friend. it's fine. Fuck that. That's great. <laughs>